debts that once felt manageable can spiral out of control when the additional costs of a family come along. This mum faced a mountain of debt that was 80,000 and growing, weighing just as heavy upon her life as the shame surrounding financial difficulty. Determined to help break the money struggle taboo that keeps so many alone and in silence, this mum shares her inspirational story of building a business to overcome debt and a surprising top tip involving a freezer that helped her and the family get completely debt-free. Join me as I talk to the inspirational Rachel Brooks. Welcome to the Empower podcast for mums in business. We are women building a business we love while making a home for the ones we love more than anything. I'm your host, Nicola Hewlin. Join me as I talk to seemingly ordinary women just like me and you as they share their extraordinary stories and inspirational advice to bounce back even stronger from challenging times and thrive in business, motherhood and life. So I'm delighted to welcome to today's episode, Rachel Brooks. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Nick. How are you doing? Are you okay? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and offering to share with our audience your inspiring story of facing challenges as we all do and your story of bouncing back. I'm going to hand over to you. What is your story of bouncing back? Well, thanks ever so much for having me. Um, I'm delighted to share who I am in a bit more detail with you guys today. And I think that when I take myself back to when I was in the worst times of my life, I really struggled to talk out loud and talk to people. So quite often I felt like I was going through everything that I was going through on my own and it was really, really difficult. Um, Now I find it really uplifting to talk about and I want to inspire other people to talk about the problems and challenges that they face so that they can improve their lives and their circumstances because a problem shared really is a problem halved. So true. It is. And um, it's so difficult to do sometimes. And when I take myself back to to life before I had children, so um, I'm going to be 35 in a couple of weeks and I have got three children that are four, seven and 10. But before I had them, there was me and my husband, Ben, and we both worked. I was um, airline cabin crew at the time and my husband was a retail store manager and we both had good money coming in every single month and due to circumstances um, before we met um, there was quite a build-up of debt um, that that was shared between the two of us and in our household but when we were both working and we were both bringing in a good income the debt was completely manageable we had no problems we paid everything on time we paid everything when it was due we paid more than we needed to however when I had my first child so all those years ago now because she's growing up so fast and things really changed and it became really really difficult so I reduced my hours so that was the first thing that impacted us so where I had a really good full-time income obviously reducing my hours meant that it halved Mm. and what that did was increase our strain massively 
and we were then starting to struggle we were starting to juggle things were starting to slip through and things were starting to be paid late and this was the start of everything that we went through to be honest this is where it all got worse when I had my second daughter um I was made redundant so it was voluntary redundancy but they were offering it out to everybody and I decided to take it um it was a real risk at the time but I was just in a place where I was thinking now's the time to change what I'm doing and change my life. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a mom that was always at home because even working part-time in this airline job, um, I still did long days when I worked um, and it was huge amounts of fun, but I just wanted to be at home. I wanted to do the pickups for school and nurseries and things like that. Um, now, through redundancy, this was quite a scary time. Um, after about six weeks we had a look at bills and we were getting really behind now and I had a chat with Ben and he said you really could do with doing something you need to earn some money um, because we were just not not meeting our minimum outgoings and what happened was I had had a cesarean section I couldn't really get back to work um, and it was all a bit up in the air now it was during that year that somebody showed me like just an, an opportunity where I could just make a little bit of extra money and I just thought do you know what 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 have I got to lose at this point our outgoings were about five thousand pounds a month and we had about three thousand pounds a month coming in mm. so it was it was pretty frightening and um it was family that massively helped us bridge that gap and get through but also increasing the debt that we had so it was spiraling completely out of control now we were in a position where where we started was forty five thousand pounds worth of debt and that was manageable that was fine it didn't scare me at all um because everything was okay and we could pay it but actually what happened was it turned into 80 um, and that was quite scary because because the debt was before children in my head I didn't want the children to be affected by our pasts mm -hmm. um, so I still wanted them to have everything and what I found was I was putting things on catalogues and cards and going going to town really and when I look back I just think why why did I ever do that because um, I know from hitting rock bottom that kids are happy with really simple things in life and I didn't need to do all of the things that I did but I mean it, it is what it is and it's taught me a great lesson along the way. Now when I, was, I began this journey of trying to make a little bit of money online and um, I, I was into growth, I was into reinvestment so the way I saw it was everything that I earned I wouldn't have had if I wasn't doing it so i kind of would pay some towards bills, but I'd pay some towards growing further because I wanted to learn more, because I wanted to grow and develop more. And I wanted to take more from it to change our life on a, on a big scale. And what happened within about six months, I had matched my previous full-time airline income and then it grew beyond and beyond and has every month since. So what I've had since sort of 2013 is sheer growth. Now, since... 2014 when things started to to go well in that right direction because as I say it was around six months and it was about November 2013 that I really got into the online space if you like um I wanted to repay what I owed so I got a list of my creditors looked who I had where and there were lots of them quite overwhelming to look at it and had a look at interest rates and things like that. You know, who was I paying the most to? Where was I losing the most money? 
and paid them off. So every single month we made sure our bills were paid and I would just ring up and it's amazing to ring up a credit card company or a catalogue and say, I want to pay this in full, please. Um, Cause it gets to a point where they block your online account. So you have to do everything over the phone. You can't log in online anymore. Um, but actually ringing them up and paying things off in full um, was a really, really satisfying feeling. So I was doing that and we managed to pay off um, a, a good 60,000 um, pounds of that debt. But then, but then it went wrong again. You think I'm in a good place here because yeah. we've just got about 20,000 left. I decided, you know, I've just had my, my third child. So my son, my youngest um, and my last. <laughs> um, so I had decided then that actually I'd like to, I'd like to go back to just being mom again. And um, I wanted just to have a bit of a breather and I wanted some time out. And we were in a position financially where we were so on top of everything, it was fine. So I walked away. Um, from everything that I had built for a good few months. And again, this was November. It must be a funny time of, of year for me that where I make decisions. It's autumn where the leaves fall and it's rebirth, isn't it? That must be what it is. Um, and so this was November 2016. And I decided that I was just going to have a little bit of space um, and give up everything that I'd created. And not because I didn't love it, not because I didn't have the passion for it. It was just that there were a few things going on in other areas of life. And, and I think sometimes you have to take your concentration elsewhere temporarily. And um, then we got hit with the blow that my husband was being made redundant from his job. And there was no choice in it for him. And so that was it. There was no choice in it for him like there had been for me when I took that risk. Um, but what happened then was his career that he'd had since you know leaving further education had gone and he didn't really know what he wanted to do he wasn't particularly happy at work um in the first place really anyway it didn't make his soul sing um and you know so i i said to him i don't want you to go back to work until you found a job that you love until you found a job that you want to get up for a job that you know makes you happy um so that's when i looked at kind of picking up where i left off and got back to everything but we had a bit of a dip in that period because obviously when you give something up um you have to reinvent and recreate and get going and i always say it's harder to rebuild momentum than it is for like doing it the first time um and so we had that little bit of debt we had him with no career and then there was just me um, just me to bridge those outgoings and pay the rest of, of the debt. Now, I, I, in month one, it was fine. Um, straight away, I, I just got to work. I'm a grafter. Um, I like to <laughs> I like to work hard. I like to. I, but again, it's when you do what you love, you're happy doing it, aren't you? So, you know, oh, I got true. I got straight back in, straight back into what I love doing, and worked really hard and changed our life for the better. Because I think the road that I've been on since then is much clearer now um i've got a lot more clarity over the balance and the things that i want from my life as a whole when i when i take a bird's eye view and look down at everything everything's where i want it to be when i look at my children um my husband my finances and you know all of those things so everything is where it should be and i think for me um it was very scary to be there in the first place it was even worse to be back there and it's a place that i'd never want to be back to again now um even though it taught me a lot and I'm grateful for the lessons, they're just tough lessons to take sometimes and they give you sleepless nights. And I think if there's anyone out there listening that has ever experienced or is experienced living 
with debt when you're spending your day caring for your children or whatever it is um, you do when you lie in bed at night when the world stops that's where you stop and think and I mean it gives me goosebumps now to be honest to even think back to those times lying awake just panicking and stressing and having that worry over your head so I think that's a place that we all want to keep in the past and we all want to grow from and move Mm. on from and I think when I got the confirmation to say um, that we were now debt free, which was um, August 2018, um, it was a overwhelming feeling. Um, it was something that I wanted to celebrate. And it was a moment that I, I just think I hold on to that feeling and how it did feel knowing that, that that was a lot of debt. It was a scary amount of debt. And knowing that I had reinvented me and dedicated myself to learning and growing had achieved what I had managed to achieve so you know I, I look back at that from time to time because I think that it's it's nice to remember isn't it it's nice to hold on to these things in a weird way what an amazing achievement so firstly a huge well done for for all that you've achieved and it's it's interesting isn't it because there's there's good debt and bad debt and we all have, you know, we take out a mortgage where nobody can, you know, by the time you've saved up the money to buy a house, you, you wouldn't need a house any longer. So we need, a, uh, we need strategic good debt in life. And it must be so scary, that situation that you described of when debt no longer becomes manageable and it's growing month on month. And just as you said, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people listening who have experienced verging on that. I mean, your, your story is a really powerful one and so, you know, such an achievement to pull back from there. And what really struck me was the point where you said that you, you know, you had that determination, you drew up that list of all your creditors and you said it was really overwhelming to look at it. And I can imagine that's, that's like a really big first step to take, isn't it? For a lot of people where there's any sort of situation it would be, oh, it's very uncomfortable, very overwhelming to look at. And so much it easier is. to bury our heads in the sand. Denial. Blissful denial. Um, <laughs> Blissful and, uh, denial, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's what it is. I think before I created that list, I didn't realise the scale of it. Mm. Um, and it was, it was writing up that list that made me think, wow. Um, and like you say, it is, it's good debt and it's bad debt and it's strategic debt. I mean, I, I know now, I mean, I... I I had um, years where my credit score was was very, very low. It dropped to 28. Um, and, you know, you, you don't want to stay with a credit score of 28. You want to build it back up. And the way to do that is with strategic good debt that you can manage and keep on top of. So um, what we did with that was um, cards that I did have, um, I put inside a floor tub. Um, I've got this on my Instagram stories somewhere filled with water and the reason for that is if you have got something that you want to buy that you can't afford because something's gone wrong quickly so for example something happens to the car it's like an off-the-cuff thing that's happened that perhaps you haven't budgeted for Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm still building savings now because of what we've come through so I still kind of budget on a a month to month basis or I have like six month plans and 12 months plans Um, but what I do is keep my cards in this tub in my freezer um, because you have to think about in the freezer 
literally it's freezing death. That, that is, that is what I've done. <laughs> and the reason the cards are in there, I, I got a, a tip off, um, I'm pretty sure it was Martin, um, years ago. So I used to follow a lot of his tips and advice. And what was said was, if you are desperate for something, you will sit and you will let that fall. But actually, it makes you think twice before you spend it. So I still have cards that are in my freezer now. But if, if there's, I mean, to be honest, I've not defrost. I can't remember the last time I defrosted them. But they are, they are still there, um, and they are still inside the freezer. And um, what a yeah, brilliant, what a brilliant tip! What a brilliant way to do it! Yeah, because I'll send you, it, you a photo after. I'd love that because it does. It forces yeah. you to take think twice. that, create that thinking time. Yeah. Yeah. Do I really something? But it Brilliant. is just for me, if things go really wrong. I wonder how all. many of us, having heard this, will be grabbing flora tubs and putting our cards in the yeah. freezer. And <laughs> I, I, I do get asked, do they still work? And I mean, I mean, it's not something I thought about at the time because when I read the tip, I didn't think, oh, is it going to work again? Is it going to ruin my card? Because you can actually get new ones sent to you if you need one. And again, it gives the thinking time. But actually, I popped it in the freezer. I have used them since they've been in the freezer because they've been in there years now. And um, and they've worked okay. But I do a lot online as well, to be quite honest. So yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, online, you obviously yeah. don't need the card. So yeah, it's worked for me. It's worked for you. And, you know, what a great tip. And, and such a powerful story and so relevant, I believe, to all of us, particularly at the time that we're recording this interview. You know, money, money is always an important part of life. We're recording this during the COVID outbreak and it's, it's having such a big impact on, on everybody globally, you know, and economically the world has changed. We're, there, there's, there's furloughs, there's redundancies, people are losing their job, business owners are unable to work. There's a lot of support out there, but there's also a lot of gaps. And I think financial pressures, we're all feeling it in some way, shape or form at the moment. I think it's just so relevant at this, this challenging time. I mean, what, what would be your top piece of advice for people who are, you know, starting to feel like this is not manageable, that, you know, my outgoings are higher than my incomings and it's starting to stack up in the wrong direction. What, you know, you've had that really powerful experience um, in your life. What would be your advice to them? I think that when it comes to the situation is to always be aware of your finances. I have lists for everything now. So I know everything that comes in. I know everything that comes out. I do have little bits of strategic debt where I'm repairing my credit score from an absolute years of um, a devastating credit um, score. And I think that it's being aware of it because actually what's manageable today might be completely different tomorrow. And I think for me, knowing going through the experience twice um, has shown me that actually things can change very, very fast. So I think that when you're looking at your finances and the situation you're in before you look at increasing anything actually have a look and think would you know what if there's two of you with an income if one of you lost it could you still repay it Mm. um because what i've learned from my husband you know losing his job i mean that was redundancy from a a 17-ish year career um you just never know yeah definitely you, you, you never do know and i think that so actually just make sure that your finances are kind of bulletproof. So just always be prepared for the unexpected, but also to share and to talk about it. Because I think, um, and I know we've talked about this before, um, Nick, a lot of, there are so many 
taboo subjects out there that people don't like to talk about. And Definitely. this is one of them. Mm. People don't want to talk about the fact that they're struggling. People don't want to talk about the fact that they're in debt. And I know that I was once upon a time very ashamed of where I was, but not because anybody had made me feel like that, because I had made myself feel like that. And I think that it's knowing that actually there's a lot of people out there that are in the exact same position. And you know, power in numbers is a real thing. So if you can talk to somebody and they can say, do you know what? I've been there too. Actually, that's, that takes away so much of the pressure that you're feeling when, you know, you're so tense in your shoulders that you really need that complete brutal sports massage. The, these tense shoulders, what happens is they become a little bit lighter from you sharing your stories and um, hearing other people's stories and, you know, walking through challenges and obstacles together. I'm so glad you raised that point because, you know, you're part of the, the, the bounce team, um, yeah. the, the brilliant company that has, you know, partnered up with Empower to bring to life this Bounce Back interview uh, series. And that's one of the things that we really wanted this interview series to do, because it is so powerful just to hear, even if, even if you know, the, the situation is slightly different. And even if somebody's top tips might not be necessarily relevant just hearing I'm not alone other people are going through similar challenges or challenges that are relatable it is that weight off of shoulders just just to know we're not alone in experiencing these things a hundred percent and I think what's important is understanding and appreciating that every single person on this planet is unique to them and different people have different situations find different things difficult have different strengths and different weaknesses and actually um somebody might listen to a top tip over this side and not take much from it but might get a big one from over this side somebody else could be the complete opposite and I think that you know that's why I love to just listen to so many different people because I learn so much from everybody I hear um and I think people can often feel their story isn't big enough and their story isn't good enough to share but actually I think everybody should share their story because that's what makes them who they are Mm -hmm. and I think that it doesn't matter where you are in a journey Um, as long as it's not too painful for you to share you can heal yourself by sharing it Um, but you can also help so many other people and you know one person might learn something one person it might not be relevant to but that one person that learns something could then go on to help somebody else and share your message by one person at a time it's that ripple effect isn't it definitely definitely and in that ripple effect to hear where the person is now you know, you saying you, um, I wrote it down, August, 2018, you know, you got that news that you were debt free. And I think when people share their stories from the place of coming out, having come out the other side, it gives hope, you know, people who might still be in the thick of it might be in the eye of the storm. When I'm doing these interviews, what I'm hearing from everybody who is sharing their bounce back story is it's so hard when you're in the thick of it because you haven't got that beauty of hindsight. You don't, you, you don't know yet. Um, and it's drawing on that trust and that faith and that belief and that hope that it will get better. And hearing other people's stories go, well, if they were there and they, put, they got through, so can I. And on that, on that, 
on that note of hindsight, I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? And we can look back and we can tell our story. <laughs> and, but we've, I've got this, uh, there's this lovely phrase I love about speaking from the scar, not the wound. So when yeah. we speak from the scar, obviously we've got that benefit of we've healed and actually we've become, scars are stronger. Scar tissue is, is even stronger. Broken bones that mend even stronger than the original. But from that place of, you know, bouncing back, bouncing forward, being even stronger, coming out the other side, looking back with what you know now, what, what would you have done differently, do you think? I think that's a really tricky one, to be quite honest. Um, and I mean, for me, uh, perhaps I'm a little bit strange, but actually, I don't think that there's anything that I would have done differently, because I think along the way, what I've tried to do is um, really do what I can to help myself. But actually, if I hadn't have experienced what I've experienced, I wouldn't be the person that I am now. Mm. And I think that a person that I've grown into, we're here in 2020, when I look and compare myself to the person in 2010, before this journey began, I think that it's turned me into a much nicer person, a much more positive person, a much more determined person. I think that's the word I'm, I'm looking for as well. I think it's given me so much drive and so much passion to share and help and do what I can to support people whenever I can. And I think that, you know, if my journey was different, perhaps I wouldn't be this person and I'm quite okay with, with who I am now, um, minus my lockdown roots. I'm matching at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So I think for me, hindsight is, is brilliant, but actually I'm, I'm proud of, of what I've been through, how I've dealt with it and the fact that I've come out the other side. And I think when we're walking through that tunnel and we see no light at the end of it, the only thing that we're guided by is hope that we can get to the other side by putting one small step in front of the other. And I think, again, so for me, just, you know, maybe sharing a little bit earlier what I was going through is the only thing I'd do differently. Yeah, brilliant advice. Brilliant advice. Listen, Rachel, I'm conscious that we've already come coming towards the end of our our interview time together. I did say before I hit that record button how quickly it would go. <laughs> Absolutely flown by. I know. I know. Time's precious, and um, you're you're child free at the moment to do this interview. And I don't want yeah. to abuse your precious, precious time. But I do want to ask you to leave us with a bounce back invitation for our audience. So for anybody who is in the thick of a challenge or going through a tough time, period of adversity, let's face it, during this COVID outbreak, that's probably going to apply to a lot, a lot of people. And life throws curveballs, as you described in your story. There's stuff that can come out of, of nowhere. What would your bounce back invitation be that you'd like to leave them with? Maybe a question to think about or a challenge for, for I, that, to help them? I'm actually going to go with a question. And this question is one that is in my head from a question that I was asked um, a few years ago. And it is a question that has always stuck with me. And it's one that I really feel is a, a big thought provoker. And that question would be, as your life is today in every single area, if your life was the same in 10 years time, are you going to feel happy? Are you going to feel proud? And are you going to want to stay exactly where you are? 
or is there something that you'd like to change so you're in a completely different space in 10 years time love that so powerful so listeners there's your challenge and um, as you'll know by now we have our hashtag bounce back stronger so if you want to share any thoughts on your answers to that question what comes up for you um, we'd love to hear from you Rachel, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're such an inspiration, um, such an amazing person. And we really appreciate you coming on today to share your story so openly along with your words of wisdom. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, as I say, it's been um, delightful to spend the morning with you. I think that, as I say, if you can just help one person by something you've said, then it makes all the difference, doesn't it? And it's been lovely having a chat with you. Um, being the lady that you are and um, the person you are so thanks for inspiring us all as well oh thank you enjoy the rest of your day and um, just remains for me to say goodbye for now to all our listeners and we will catch you on the next episode thanks ever so much Thank you for listening to the Empower podcast for mums in business. And thanks goes to our podcast series sponsors, Bounce Life, insurance to protect you, your business and your family. To get your free startup and business growth kickstart guide and to find out about our Empower community, go to empower.global.